Hey, it's Elle. And Anna. And you're listening to the Baby Project Podcast. In this podcast, we will discuss our journeys, as well as other warriors going through the ups and downs of infertility. Um, there's ups? <laughs> yes, there's ups. Okay. As a reminder, be kind to yourself and skip as needed. We know some topics may be triggering. Let's get talking. This is episode number three, Fertility Clinics 101. Today we will be talking about fertility clinics as a whole. We'll be talking about our experiences with our fertility clinics. We'll hopefully provide you some good takeaways that we've learned over the years. And hopefully this will help and guide those of you who are just starting your infertility journey. Welcome to Fertility Clinic School, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to talk about this topic. So am I. I am like super looking forward to it because I feel like I have a lot to say because I've done hundreds of ultrasounds and blood work and went through a few clinics. Mm -hmm. So So wait, so let's just start off right now. How did you choose? So I chose my clinic so there, my first clinic, I had two choices. Okay. So let's say clinic A and clinic B. Mm-hmm. Clinic A was a top contender because it was um, a really well-known hospital, connected to a really well-known hospital in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I thought they had some really good, you know, um, backing behind them. Mm-hmm. And they were big, well-known mm-hmm. name. The second clinic, so clinic B, was kind of more advanced in their treatments that they offered and testing and things like that. So I had looked in and called both of them and clinic A had a shorter wait list. Mm -hmm. So of course, me being the impatient person that I am, (laughs) wanting to get things moving as fast as possible, I went with the shorter wait list. So did you do research ahead of time? Like you're looking at ratings or you just like going off their websites and things like that? I did. Yeah. So I picked the two um, ones that they were popular Mm -hmm. clinics, but one... Um, like I said, was because it was connected to a well-known hospital and then the other one because their treatments, they ended up being my top two. Okay. And then when I had called them and asked the clinic what their wait time was like and their, you know, process and that sort of thing, um, I ended up going with the shorter one. <laughs> so that was your advice from before, not always going to the the quickest. Yeah. <laughs> but do you want to hear, like, spoiler alert, a funny thing? Uh, yeah. I ended up <laughs> at Clinic B. What? I came full circle and I ended up going to three different clinics throughout my journey. Uh-huh. And my last clinic is Clinic B. Wow. So I ended up with my second choice anyway. So if had had I chosen them first, who knows what would have, you know, my journey would have been like, but I ended up there. Wow. No. Isn't that, that weird? That's so weird. well at least you had choices I didn't really have a choice I just picked whatever was available on a Saturday a Sunday yeah um I was lucky that they were they were close by and that they're open all the time but I didn't really have a choice and I think the moment that you commit with them you can't transfer to another clinic or anything because of all like the paperwork because the samples are already frozen there it's there you can't really move I thought that too, but you can. What? Yeah, you can. 
you can move your samples you can move your embryos you can do it everything comes with a price oh. it comes with a cost and like you said shit tons of paperwork and everything that needs to be done with it mm-hmm. um but yeah it can be done so you can transfer your things to different embryos yeah. uh, different sorry your embryos and samples to different clinics would you look at that yeah that's that uh, that's good information for those that are new to all this funded cycles in ontario i didn't know that so i just stuck with that clinic yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it ended up being pretty good. pretty good. So what did you do when you were looking? Did you just like Google clinics near you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And whatever would respond back to me. Yeah. The hospital at the time had like this book for visitors and the advertisement worked because the infertility clinic was on the back of it. Ooh. Uh, the phone number and the email was there and it worked. So that, that was the one that ended up messaging me back on the Saturday interesting yeah but the yeah i did whatever had emails or whatever i was just firing out the same email out to all of them yeah yeah did other clinics get back to you like afterwards like did they call you on monday no 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 other clinics responded back to you well i didn't check my junk folder maybe i should have checked my junk folder but no and i may and maybe now i should have just looked back to see but i was just so like okay i have one clinic this is it yeah. this is go yeah yeah and like how many clinics did you end up messaging or emailing ah uh, four okay it wasn't too bad it was whatever around the area yeah <laughs> it it worked so you got what you needed done and you have your clinic yes so okay go on about your clinics though um like your first appointment with the first like clinic a let's say yeah so uh, in ontario and or in where you know where we are it, you have to wait months for a consult mm. so when you're waiting you know, months, you're so anxious. So you're looking forward to that first consult and you think that, you know, they're just going to solve all your problems in that first visit and that you're going to be there forever, but it's actually really quick. (laughs) They go through, you know, quite fast, but in the clinic that uh, we went to, it was attached to, like I said, a well-known hospital. So it was a teaching facility as well. So it had I don't know if they were residents or fellows, mm-hmm. um, but it had learners. So their process there is you see them first and they did a history and everything for you. And then you go and you see your, your, your physician, mm-hmm. and then you go through what your, you know, your plan is and that sort of thing. So um, my husband and I went, we're sitting there. I was so anxious. Cause I'm like, I can't wait to have a plan and we're going to get things going. And I'm going to be, I can feel it. I'm pregnant already. <laughs> I just, I'm here. <laughs> so um, we're sitting there waiting and then the the the, re- the resident or fellow comes in, she introduces herself, sits down, starts talking away, asking a whole bunch of questions about your history. So she was asking about like my cycle history, how long we've been trying for, um, all those kinds of things. So I went into all, you know, the details and that stuff. So then she's asking about my medical history. So I'm telling her about my previous surgery and that, like all that sort of history. So she looks down and I had, of course, because I come prepared. So I brought all of my stuff with me. Mm -hmm. So my operative report and everything. And she's looking at the report and she stops and she looks up at me and she goes, oh my goodness. She's like, I'm the one who dictated this report. I was in your surgery. No. Yeah. She's like, this is my name on the bottom of your report. And I'm like, what? I don't remember you, lady. I was sleeping. (laughs) I was knocked out. Gosh. Yeah. So she was a part of my surgery. Wow. Yeah. Which was over a year prior. How did you feel when when you 
when she told you that you're like, okay, this is kind of meant to be, this is great. Or yeah, it was, it was, it was like a strange feeling. I was like, Oh, you know, you know what my insides look like, <laughs> like you know, you were, were you poking around in there too? Like, you know, did you have to get to do a stitch or something? Did you learn something? <laughs> so I, I, I thought it was really cool. I'm like, this is, this is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Oh, this is a meant to be moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is, this is so good. You know, this, this clinic is going to be great. And um, you know, it's just all sort of falling together. It was meant to happen. And then we, we went in and we, we talked to the doctor afterwards. And so they go like, again, she reviews all your history and stuff. And then they say, okay, we're going to start sending you for all these tests, right? Because they want to, um, rule out things that are going on. Mm -hmm. So they send, you know, the male partner for testing and then they send the female partner for testing. So we had that all lined up, which Mm. was, which was great. Um, but that's kind of where we started with the clinic. Like the first appointment. Yeah. And then there was a few other ones, first appointments too, but I guess we can talk about clinic B and that later, or if you want to talk about it now. Yeah, sure. So clinic B is the last, is actually clinic C. Okay. It's the last one, right? <laughs> okay. So clinic B was where I wanted to go get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. So when I went to go see her, or that physician, um, I had gotten a referral to her from actually from my counselor. Mm-hmm. So she had, we were talking about second opinion. And um, so we decided to to go and talk to, with this physician. So I brought her in a, my stack. I had went to my clinic and clinic A and asked for all my records and that sort of thing. So she could have a look through it. They printed out and inches thick, a couple oh, inches gosh. thick. So she sits down, she looks at it, and she's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> You've been at this for a while, haven't you? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> so she went through all of my history and, and things like that. And I could see, like, she just had this, like, perplexed look on her face. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. And then, so then clinic B, which is actually clinic C, <laughs> when I went for that first consult, it was same thing. That had the same stack. They had actually electronically transferred over, (laughs) thankfully. So I didn't have to give them a physical stack of papers this time. Um, But he did the same thing. He had went through my whole history with me and looked through all the stuff and kind of was like, wow, you know, you've you've already been through a lot by the time you get here. Oh, wow. So. Jeez. Yeah. Do you still have the chart with you now? I do. (laughs) I do. I have my original my original chart in like the brown paper. Oh, wow. Uh, fold, like file folder. I do. I have it. I can't get rid of that. Oh, I was just going to say you should put it on binder, label it, and just, you know, put some dividers in there. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that no. for you. And I've totally went through like the nursing notes. Did you? I went through there like, because when they do the, the cycle monitoring and stuff, they write their notes or if they phone you to tell you something. So like I've I read through all the notes of like when they called to tell me about my negatives or mm-hmm. um directing you on you know what to do uh next or your test results from the tests that we did um <sighs> yeah there was one time that I like burst out crying Aww. um I can't remember why I was I don't remember now why I was upset but I was so upset and so the nurse wrote in her note like patient crying in visit and whatever um and I'm like oh man you documented that <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, why you gotta be so nosy for? Why you gotta put that in? Right? <laughs> so I'm reading I'm like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so I have all of my all of my history from the first clinic. So out of the three, which first appointment was the most pleasant, I guess, if you can call it that. First best experience. Or if you were to rate it. 
So they were they were so different. Mm. So my first one, I was like this little naive puppy, mm-hmm. you know, looking for answers. And I I viewed this fertility specialist as like a god who was mm-hmm. going to fix us mm-hmm. and make it happen for me. And then by the time I got to the second one, I was a little bit jaded and a little bit pissed off. And I wanted a second opinion and just make it happen now because I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then she referred us on to the third one to do... Uh, further testing that they didn't offer in these, this clinic that she worked at. Okay. So then when I went to the third clinic, I'm just like, here I am. This is me. This is my husband. <laughs> what are you going to do for us? Yeah. <laughs> like, what can you do for me? <laughs> Why should I stay here with you? Whereas the first clinic, you're like, oh, please keep me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. each, each one, I was a little bit different mm-hmm. with each one. And like with the last clinic, um, you know, my physician would recommend to do something and I'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> or like, do we have to, uh, you know, I would kind of fight back a little bit more than with the first one. I kind of was a yes, ma'am. And I went through with everything that anyone said for me to do. I feel like I'm in that one right now. You're in the yes, ma'am phase. Yes, ma'am. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 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 Okay. It didn't work. It's okay. I got another 30. Like naive. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Um, my first experience, well, the first time, um, my husband was just discharged from his stem cell transplant. So I remember meeting, we, at that time we were allowed to go in, there was no COVID or anything yet. Went and saw the doctor and, uh, she asked us for our history too, what we were on, what kind of medication. So when she asked him, so what kind of medication are you on? Oh no. I brought out this list that was like full page long, like at least 10. He was on immunosuppressants, this, this, and that. And she's just like, no, like you gotta wait like another <laughs> six months until he's better. And at that time, like, oh, like I wanted to do it too. I was I wanted it right away. I was in that stage, like, yes, okay, okay, we can wait, that's fine. Yeah. Then the sec and then at that time. She asks us a question like, I'm going to give you a sticky note. I don't know if you're provided this. I'm going to give you a sticky note on a scale of one to 10, write the number of how ready you are to start a family. So no, I wrote, I wrote, of course, I wrote like eight or nine. My husband at that time wrote like a five and six. So at that time, I should have like clued in like, he's mm-hmm. not, he's not ready. Yeah. So then anyways, the second time we had a another consult with the same clinic, the same doctor. Um, we did it virtually because it was co- it's COVID mm. now, right? Or was in January. It still is actually. <laughs> COVID, not January. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, completely different this time. It was, what medications are you on? My husband's like, oh, I'm only on vitamin D, vitamin this, etc. So the list was like, only well it was only like three medications and then when she asked us our readiness again with the number on the sticky i wrote 10 and he wrote uh 9.9 the point one is like are you ever really ready (laughs) so so yeah so that was the first experience and um i felt the second time she she almost like knew our story a little bit more. The first time she was just getting to know us and she probably didn't remember that she wrote a script for him for, you know, Viagra, if he needed it to provide the sample, like she didn't really know. But the second time she 
like read the chart a little bit more and maybe, I don't know, address us by our name and like understood our, our story. And so it was a little bit more pleasant, I guess. And personal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's really cool with the sticky notes. I've never experienced that mm-hmm. ever. I was so nervous, but he was going to flip around and, and show her. So it was 9.9. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so right. Are you ever really ready? Yeah, we are. <laughs> you've, been waiting, you've been waiting for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> I've been ready for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So your experience. Let's talk about like the experience actually going into the clinic and doing the tests and the processes and the procedures. So the nickname for the ultrasound probe is Wanda, (laughs) which I love. I don't know who came up with that, but you are amazing. (laughs) It is hilarious. I always call it an elephant penis, but you know, I don't think that's as catchy as Wanda. (laughs) Even EP? No, you can't catch that. No, it's huge. (laughs) It's awful. Like the first time you go for an ultrasound, you just feel so violated and like, what just happened to me? Because they're so lickety split too. Like they're quick. They are. My question to you is, does your technician like um, lift the gown all the way or did they cover you and then put the wand in? No. Like the, like the paper is still over you. Oh, so I have some that are like, flip it open and see my hoo-ha. <laughs> Oh my. Put on a whole show for the other half of the room. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never had that, thankfully. But I mean, you do enough of them and I wouldn't care. Yeah, that's true. Rip the paper off. It doesn't matter to me. So when you change even, um, they give me a sheet. It's in the same ultrasound room. There's curtains and they're there waiting for me to take off my pants and my undies. And, no. And sometimes I'll walk in. <laughs> Especially like when they're done, they're still there, like writing in the chart. So I have to kind of go sideways, but sometimes the room is small, so I can't go sideways. So I'll turn around and bare ass cheek. No. As I go into the curtain. Oh my gosh. There's no change room for you or washroom. There's just like two curtains. There's a chair there where I put my, my pants. Yeah. And then the little drape thing. Anyways. Oh, I'm, I'm like, but when you are in this, you'll do anything. It's true. It is true. So I've had obviously a couple ultrasounds in a few different clinics. Mm-hmm. There was what there's one that you do your, like the change rooms are all like little like stalls mm-hmm. and you have like shelves where you can put your clothes. And this one was so big and busy that there's like four or five shelves in each stall. Mm. And they're awful. Awful of people, of people, of clothes, <laughs> people's clothes. There's people not in all of their clothes. And so you like fold up your pants and you tuck your underwear in your pants so no one can actually see your underwear yep. while you're walking around, like you said, with your bare ass, you know, but nobody can see your underpants, God forbid. So you like fold it all up really nice. So it looks nice and neat there on your little shelf. Uh-huh. And then you go into the room. And the other one was really cool because they had the change room directly across from the ultrasound room. Okay. So like you change in your little cubby and you have a little curtain over you. I could, I'm not a small woman, so I could hardly like turn around in this little closet that they have you change in, but it's still private. So I'm good with that. Well, that's good. And then, then you can just walk straight into the room, which is nice. Uh-huh. 
And then I've had other one where they didn't have a change room, but they did have the curtain. Mm-hmm. So then you would change and you're like on your own at the table. And then they're in the other end of the room with the with the machine. Mm-hmm. And then they bring it over to you once they open the curtain. Okay. So you still had your privacy, even though you're in the same room as them. Okay. Or they would leave while you were getting undressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you lie there for your ultrasound, like sometimes I find there's some rooms that have stickers up on the ceiling. So I'll kind of look at that, but man, if they can play some music or something, it's just very, very yeah. depressing with the lights too. Like sometimes they should I take a nap. Like, I don't know. <laughs> are the lights dim? They are. Yeah. They are. I guess it's to provide some dignity. <laughs> some privacy. Make it romantic. No, I don't know. Like it's one of the clinics played music. Oh, they did? They mm-hmm. spa music? No, like they each have the techs have their own playlist and they play whatever they want. Oh, you so fancy. I know. That must have been Clinic A, right? Because <laughs> they're no. so renowned. No. Clinic B. Oh, shoot. Clinic A, nothing. Dang. Clinic A had a physician and a nurse. And the physician would do the ultrasound. Like they had two people in the room. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. They were like machines. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember being really long in any of them. They're just so in and out really quick. Super fast. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like I said, well-oiled machines. <sighs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> That's that. Okay, so ultrasounds, blood work. We know your horror story with your blood work with the golf ball. Yeah. Um, Mine... Mine would, I just think, so far, so far, so good. Because I have really good veins on the outside, so they can see it quite clearly, and they just go for it. They're so lucky you have good veins. <laughs> I'm a difficult poke. Of course I am. I mean, why would anything be simple with me? But I have, like, one good one. So now I've gotten so, like, sassy that I look at them, and I'm like, you have one shot. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> And then they kind of look at me like, uh, okay. I'm like, uh-huh. That's mm, it. Rude. I know. <laughs> but I laugh. I think it's funny. How did it go for you the first time you had to do cycle monitoring? Blood work, the ultrasound, see your doctor, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Okay, so I have two clinic stories, mm-hmm. right? Because I have two different clinics. So the first one, Clinic A, they are the ones that had the, the clothes on the shelves. Okay. So I went, they kind of like the receptionist when I checked in kind of like said go there and change I'm like okay so I go into the room there's the cubbies I follow you know what everyone else is doing so their clothes are in the little cubby hole so I put my clothes in there and I'm standing there I'm like I have no idea where to go now because there's no one else in this room and I'm just in a small room so I like kind of walk out into the hallway and they're not paper gowns they were real hospital gowns okay so I'm in a real hospital gown but ass out so I'm like making sure it's all closed tight Mm -hmm. so I'm like looking around then I saw someone standing like further down the hall looking like me with booties on and a a gown so I'm like hey I'm gonna go follow where she is and I turn the corner and no word of a lie I'm this whole line of women sitting on chairs waiting to go into the ultrasound room no there must have been 20 of us oh my gosh and I'm like oh Jeez, yeah. I'm not the only one in this situation. <laughs> like, and then I'm sorry, like I'm nosy. So I'm like, I wonder what you're all here for. <laughs> like, 
what's going on? Why is there so many of us? Yeah. Because I also didn't know like what people were literally there for. Yeah. Right. Are they doing testing in the beginning? Are they doing cycle monitoring? I'm like, wow, I find it so hard to believe that everyone's doing like testing to figure out what's going on. But then I realized that this is where you come when you're doing your cycle monitoring mm-hmm. and stuff. So, and then they were just firing through these women so quickly, just like in and out, in and out, mm-hmm. in and out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then the next clinic, when you go there, you had to um, sign in with your book. Like you had this big old book. What? But like a telephone book? It, no, it looked like a big notebook. Okay. Like a hardcover notebook with like yellowy paper. Oh. Like it's old. And it has like, you know, the thing like the bookmark that's a tap in the paper. Yeah. It like a bookmark. So you had to write your email address, your name, the date, and your email address, because that's how they knew you were doing your cycle monitoring. And then they could get in contact with you with what the results were from your cycle monitoring. Okay. So of course, the first time I walk in there, I don't know, again, what I'm doing or where I'm going. I didn't know I had to sign the book because nobody told me Mm -hmm. to leave my autograph. (laughs) So I'm standing there and I'm like waiting so I check in with the reception and they're kind of like, yeah, you know, blood work's over there. I'm like, okay, thanks. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then, so I look and I don't know if you remember from like the delis yeah. in the grocery stores, the red yep. number taker, yep. number ticket thing. Yeah. They had that. <gasps> no. So you go up and you take a ticket. Mm. Like I'm going to order me some Black Forest hands. <laughs> <laughs> Really, it's for your blood work. On whole wheat bread, please. Yeah. <laughs> so then you had to, you take your ticket and then you wait for your number to come up. Your number. And then you got to, yeah. And then you got to go in, give them your, t- you, they throw your ticket out. And then you do your blood work. And then you go and you sit down and you wait for them to call you for ultrasound. Wow. Yeah. So, so I can relate and wait. You felt lost. Totally. In both times. I had no, there's no signs. None. The receptionist who checks you in, they don't know whether it's your first time or hundredth time. Mm -hmm. So they don't tell you what to do either. Right. And you just kind of are fumbling, walking around like big eyed and totally confused. Yeah. And following what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Waiting for your name to be called. Yeah. And sometimes you're following and you still feel lost. Oh yeah. Honestly, I feel like they should have someone who's like a directing the flow of these people yeah like almost like a shepherd leading the lamb or <laughs> like go here go there yeah Fluffy. herding the cattle yes because you you feel like a cow you absolutely do <laughs> you absolutely do and and did you ever have it where in the morning the doors haven't even opened up yet and there's a lineup into the the door into the clinic no The clinic was always, yeah, clinic A was always open whenever I went there. And clinic B, we had to get into an elevator to get up to the floor where the clinic was. And the clinic was on the whole floor. Okay. So, like, people would be really, like, if you're standing in the elevator with other women, they're, like, inching closer and closer to the door so they can get out of the elevator first. So they can go and check in and get a number first. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd always be like, whatever, people, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. the, The women were so fast drawing blood and doing ultrasound. I'm like... You have yeah. an appointment for your ultrasound and then they're so quick with blood work anyways. Yeah. I'll be done two minutes after you. Do they ever tell you to do like sign in at the blood work and then sign in at the ultrasound? Or did you do it like you were done your blood work, then you sign up your, your ultrasound? Because I remember 
there's women that like once the door opened they all like flooded in and then they went to the clipboard over there for blood work and then they went to the clipboard over an ultrasound <laughs> and i'm a person like likes chronological i like i'm gonna finish this first and then i'm gonna go sign over there but then later on i found out oh you should put your name there because it's gonna be a while until you're called for ultrasound yeah no we had to make appointments for the ultrasound oh okay so you know whenever you called you'd make your appointment for 8 15 mm-hmm. and then you show up you know 10 minutes prior to 8 15 for your blood work okay mm-hmm. okay 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 so you already knew you had your ultrasound appointment oh my gosh yeah i feel um the first time i went just during that time my husband was in the hospital i just wanted to see where my amh level was it was what i said like the clinic opened at i don't remember eight and this is pre-covid so um there's these elevators and then you turn the corner and then there's the clinic and there was women and everybody like their partners all lined up and like it would go past the elevator and loop around to the other hallway and then and everyone looks like just like they know what they're doing and I'm just like what the heck so then again the doors open they all ran and put their name here put their name there so then I slowly put my name on the blood work and then I wait to be called. And then I slowly went over to do the ultrasound. And then I was called. But then it was a while till I was called. And then when they call me, or when they call people at this clinic, they go by their first name and their last name. So is Mary C there and Mary F and, you know, Valerie C and they and they just call and they, they call it out a few times and sometimes you'll have like Mary M and Mary M and then like two Mary M's like oh no not you Mary M this Mary M and then this other girl comes up like did you say Mary M <laughs> so it's just like the heck but then you also don't want to be called a number either like number 25 like a deli market yeah <laughs> no. so yeah lost and then I felt like even when I stopped to ask the receptionist where to sign in. It was just very like brush, like, oh, you sign over there, you sign over there. And even the clipboard, there's a clipboard to sign in just for pregnancy, They're just a pregnancy blood work. And there's a clipboard for cycle monitoring. So then when I asked like what clipboard, it looked like I had five heads because like, well, what are you here for? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, you should know. Like, then then this is what I say like I'm here because I have to do like I don't even know like I don't even know how to explain I'm like uh I just want to see like where my levels are for IVF like oh that's cycle monitoring I'm like okay so what do I write here is like CM CM oh for cycle monitoring (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the tip ladies yeah and and then you gotta know what day you're on so of course I the girls the people just know they just write in like I'm so on the clipboard it's write your name write uh what day you're on write the reason write your doctor's name and write the time that you're checking oh in so then I'm looking at this and because we work in healthcare I'm like this is a breach of confidentiality I know like Sally's here for an IVF and she's on day 13 yeah like but yeah they they just do that all there so I write I write my name and I write all that. And sometimes I'll have to like look in my app to see what day I'm on. And then I'll just double check to make sure I'm on that day. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Feel lost. Yeah. We didn't have to do that. It was just name and email address. I think like the date that you were there or something like that. There was another, another one piece yeah. of information that you had to put. Yeah. Never all of that information, thankfully. Yeah. That would have stressed me out. 
<laughs> and then and then because you I'm all superstitious and things like that. So one is level it's number 40 something. I'm like, oh man. Yes. So should I wait a little bit more so I'm 50? <laughs> Here, you go ahead of me. You go ahead of me. <laughs> but anyways, that's my experience. Oh, they should give you like a crash course. When you do go for your initial consult, you should sit down with a nurse at the end of the consult and like she or he should run you through. This is how the clinic works. This is what you're, it will look like when you come in for your first visit. Like someone should tell women what they're, you know, yeah. to expect when they go for their first visit in a clinic. Yeah. And then now when I see people who, you know, are newbie, because they're signing on multiple clipboards, when really <laughs> it's just fun. You, you help them. Well, I do anyways. I'm like, no, 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 no. You just need to do this one. Yeah. yeah. When you see someone standing there lost, like, um looking around <laughs> let me help you where do i go <laughs> oh man okay so when you do do all the stuff you're now you're in the room and you get to see your doctor hopefully yeah your turn when i get to see my doctor so he calls he calls you l or whatever or number 54 or whatever <laughs> uh i never our clinics didn't work that way oh okay so they would just do the ultrasound and then you go home. Oh, shoot. Really? Mm -hmm. okay. And then they would call you and let you know what was going on and what your instructions were. Oh. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't often see the doctor. You would see the doctor for your follow-ups um, or for plans and things like that in between. Okay. I guess I, the clinic that I go to, they, they have your blood work. They have an ultrasound. You they call you, they put you in a room and then they see you and they tell you the plan and it's usually less than five minutes. So mm -hmm. I will drive an hour from my town to the city okay. and then I do all this and then it's like, okay, um, your plan is this, this and that. Okay. See you next week or yep. whatever. I'm like, uh, do you even know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> no. So what they would do is they would have like a huddle. Okay. So they would, um, they'd get all your blood work levels, they'd get the ultrasound results, and then the physicians would have a huddle with all of the women's, you know, stats, and then they'd come up with what their plan is, the change in medications, when you come back again, what your sort of plan was. D did you ever feel like they knew you, or did you feel like... like no. No? Never. Never had like that? No. Really? Because it might not even be your physician that's in your in the huddle. Oh. It's whoever's working on that kind of rotation. And that's for both clinics? That was for that was for clinic A. Okay. And clinic A as well, what they also offered was that um so in the they had two locations. So in the satellite site that I would go to, which was closer to my house, which was amazing because I didn't mm -hmm. have to drive so far, they're the ones they would do the huddle and then they would call me after the fact in the afternoon, the, the actual farther location, um, in the city that you would go to, you would, the doctor and the physician, sorry, the physician and the nurse are in the room. They do the ultrasound. They write down what the plan is. And then your binder somehow got over to the nurse <laughs> and then you'd wait and then you do your follow-up with the nurse and the nurse would tell you what the plan was. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. See, these clinics all work differently. Yeah. They each have their own little, you know, ways of doing things. Their machine. They're well-oiled machine, as yeah, you say. They've got their way. I remember um I the doctor that I saw, I sometimes she would ask the same questions. So I remember our, uh she asking, Are we gonna do genetic testing for this? And I'm like, I reminded her, I'm like, 
think the first time you said that we're going to wait to see how many embryos we have and then we'll determine for good genetic testing. Then she called me again and our, I saw her again and she's like, are we going to do genetic testing? Like, I was beginning to think like, she's not going to remember me. <laughs> like she's asking the same questions. Do you know who I am? So then I started to wear like a yellow headband. This, I saw this headband that from one of the Netflix shows. It was a, I kept on wearing it and it stood out in front of everybody because everybody like didn't have one. So then now she's like, oh, yeah. I, and so she, she wouldn't ask the same questions. And, and, and then finally now she will call my name and, and put me in the room and like we will have this relationship. Or so sometimes she'll call my name and she'll tell me where to go. And then, and then she puts the chart in. Like she already knows who I am versus mm. before it was like chart and then me. Now it's like me and then chart. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's so silly, but now everywhere I go, I always wear my headband because that's how she's gonna remember me. You're you're wearing it right now. Yeah. Do you <laughs> do you remember? I am staring at your headband currently. It's very nice. Actually, it's a funny story. Cool. I remember the first time I ever saw you wearing it. We were on a like a Zoom meeting for work. Okay. And as soon as you like your face kind of popped up on the screen and you're wearing the headband, I was like, whoa, that is so nice. Like I loved it as soon as I saw it. Like M looks amazing in that headband. Oh, it stands out. Yeah. And so people remember. So if you want your doctor to remember you, maybe you wear a different color headband. Good hack. Life yeah. hack, wear a headband. Yeah. You'll get places. Or pins or whatever <laughs> to stand out. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So uh Okay, so pet peeve. Yeah. Did you ever have the ultrasound text not? introduce themselves to you or like even act like you were there um I never ever ever had that <laughs> what do you mean greet me I don't even know I never even experienced that are they supposed to <laughs> I mean it would be nice Hi, wait what's your typical what's your what would be great what would be what do you typically get typically get is Put your head there, lay down there, feet in the stirrups, scoot your bum to the bottom when you walk in the room, right? To give you instructions on how to sit or lie. I shouldn't say sit, lie. You get instructions. <laughs> I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they just stand there and wait for you. And they just assume you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it would irk me to my core every time I go in and they don't introduce themselves to me. Because as a healthcare professional, mm -hmm. I don't ever touch or do anything to a patient without telling you who I am. Yeah. I've noticed that all the nurses will say who they are, but the text never did. No. Like I'm... pet peeve. Pet peeve. And then I always ask them, like, what's your name? <laughs> How long have you been here for? <laughs> do you like working with infertility patients? <laughs> like, geez. Yeah. Wow. No, I never even had, I don't even know any of their names now that you bring that up. Because it's usually, here's the gown, then I do my thing, mm -hmm. then I just sit there, and then they just say, are you allergic to latex? And then, then goes the, yeah, it goes the wand. Yeah, it goes Wanda. <laughs> I think in my, in my seven years, I think I've only had one. Really? Well, okay, let's, I'll, I'll say two, because I probably don't remember. Mm -hmm. But there's one that does stand out, and she was so, she was so nice. Oh. And I remember, I don't remember what her name is, but I remember her introducing herself to me. 
So note to self, to like technicians, if you're listening, like introduce yourself. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we know you're filtering through a lot of people, but it kind of personalizes the experience a little bit. Yeah. The nurses were great. Anytime I ever had a question, they answered and they were really good at answering back in emails. So I do appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I first started out, the communication wasn't the greatest via email. Okay. It was more phones mm-hmm. with, with clinic A, but I think things have gotten a lot better with like consent and things like that mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody does things through text and email now. Mm-hmm. So, um, clinic B has been so much better with email correspondence. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, COVID experience with COVID. Um, my partner wasn't allowed in any of the appointments, oh. whether it's consult, ultrasound, transfer, egg retrieval, nothing. So I know like it's already a lonely thing, but to do that actually literally lo- like by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't fun. So COVID can go away a little bit. That would be nice so that we could ease up on the restrictions and have your support system beside you. Yeah, I do. I feel sorry for anyone who's had to start their journey in the last year you know year and a bit Mm -hmm. because they would have had to go through literally everything alone um I'm so glad that I've been able to have support people there with me along the way Mm -hmm. to even just sit with you yeah right like my mom's even come down with me before I'll just come with you for the drive Mm -hmm. and you know I do my blood work and we'll sit there and chat and then I go for my ultrasound and then we we leave Mm -hmm. so it's been nice to have the support there but there's some people I've had to do like you all on their own yeah and you can't, and you can't like bitch them, bitch about them until you're home. And then you tell them, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> if you were there with me, I'd be like, listen, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, man. So anything else you want to talk about clinics about, or should we jump into like our takeaways? Let's jump into some takeaways. Okay. So one thing I've learned is to ask questions no matter what it is and no matter how small or big just ask I remember the nurse told me that I had to put those suppositories and then Mm -hmm. I know you already warned me but then I'm like just to confirm this goes up where (laughs) you know just ask that I don't I don't care like if you if you think it's silly just ask it if you don't ask you don't know and someone wise told me that Oh, I wonder who that was. <laughs> it was me. It was you. Um, yeah. So something that I would, you know, as a takeaway, that's really, I think is important is not to be scared to speak up, which is kind of part and parcel with the asking questions, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask your physician why. Why are you recommending this test? Why are you recommending this treatment? Mm-hmm. You know, what are, you know, the statistics on it? Mm-hmm. You know, is there a benefit to doing certain things or whatnot? So don't be scared to ask why. Yeah. Like 100%. why the embryo glue? What are the chances of it? Like yeah. it's only 10%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing I think is, sorry, if you, if you feel whatever you're feeling, feel this way, someone else does too. So don't feel stupid. Yeah. There are times where I asked or I was trying to navigate the clinic and it looked at me funny. And then I felt like, oh, are they judging me that I'm not going to be a good mom? Because I don't know how to write CM by cycle, for cycle monitoring. 
So don't feel stupid. If you can't make it through your cycle monitoring, I mean, how are you going to get through life? Exactly. That's what I felt. (laughs) Yeah. You're definitely not the only one that, you know, everybody at one point was there for the first time and I'm sure felt the exact same way. Mm -hmm. So another takeaway that's kind of really important is getting a second opinion is okay. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was cheating on my doctor. <laughs> I felt like she was going to hate me. And I'm like, okay, but wait, why do I care? Because I'm I'm thinking this way for a reason, mm-hmm. right? So don't be scared to ask for a second opinion. And, you know, it's well within your rights to mm-hmm. just seek out another provider and see what they think about your situation if things aren't going the way that you're planning for them to go. Yeah, I don't feel like you need to stay with them all the way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a commitment, but you can break that. But this whole thing is a time commitment. Mm. So you traffic, um, you got to commit for, especially during all like the cycle monitoring, it's the traveling back and forth, sitting in traffic. If it's first thing in the morning, yeah. uh, winter time, yeah. when you commit, commit all the way. Bring snacks. Yeah. Bring a book. Bring a book. sometimes you're there at the clinic forever waiting if they're running behind on for whatever reason yeah i brought my laptop into work sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good one i think too if you can i know like with the pandemic and stuff it's more difficult Mm -hmm. but having someone else there with you another set of ears to listen to what the doctor is saying yeah um especially for your follow-up consults or things like that or if things aren't going you know, if you're having negatives or things aren't going to plan and you're kind of shifting and doing other tests or treatments, it, it's important. I remember a couple of times I'd walk out of the appointment and my mom or my sister would be with me. And sometimes both of them would come because we'd go for lunch afterwards. We'd mm-hmm. make a, you know, half day out of it. And um, I'd be in the elevator and then the tears would start pouring down my face. And my mom and my sister are chatting away and they're excited and they're happy. And I'm like, what the hell are you two so happy about? Like, this is what he just, or she just said, like, you know, and I would say whatever it was. And they're like, no, but we heard this, this, and this. So their perspective on whatever the physician would say would be a little bit different than mine. Mm. So sometimes I would have to clarify as well certain things that maybe they didn't understand that they were saying. And then they would help me to see the, the brighter things that they were talking about because I was focused on maybe that little one piece that was going wrong mm-hmm. and they were able to see, well, this is going wrong, but you have these three options, which are really good options. Mm-hmm. So if you can bring someone with you to listen to the, you know, the consult, it's, it's good. That is good. That's actually good advice. Um, during COVID right now, like I said, I can't bring my partner in, but I'm lucky to have you because often we will talk and I'm like, this is this and this happened. And then you're like, well, at, maybe did you ask this or did you? So you're my second opinion. <laughs> so I appreciate it. And then I will go back and ask some of the questions and they will answer it. So I'm thankful for that. Or even like you could just have your partner on the phone. Yeah. Because here, like put them on speakerphone or yeah. FaceTime or video or whatever. So that way they could be a part of the consult as well. That's true. Right. That's kind of our world now is I know everything's through video. Yep. <laughs> and sort of our last little takeaway that, um, you know, we both really feel 
that is super important is finding a clinic or a physician that works for you and with you Mm -hmm. and like really trusting your gut instincts on how you feel um in that clinic or with that clinic Mm -hmm. i agree a hundred percent and like in the beginning i was just like i i don't really know my if i am forced to really like her but over time like my gut was telling me like no she she understands the cancer thing she understands Mm -hmm. You know, she's done this and she's done it for previous cancer patients. She knows what to look out for. So I agree. I agree. And even my like last physician, I would be so stubborn, (laughs) so stubborn with him. And he would always try to work with me. Like always like, okay, if you don't want to do this, we can do this. Or like, I really think we should do this. And these are the reasons why. Mm -hmm. Or like any question that I asked, he was able to provide me with you know, solid answers, mm-hmm. um, or if not find out what the answers are, mm-hmm. uh, for me. So yeah, it's important to connect with them. Oh man. Whoa. I feel so much better. I know I do too. <laughs> from bending out all my pet peeves about fertility clinics. <laughs> I didn't know that pet peeve about you, yeah. about the, the technician. I hate it. I hate it when people don't introduce themselves to me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I am. Oh, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> so we got to close now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could go on and on about this topic, I'm sure. I know. <laughs> so everyone in any project, including the baby project, you must take things one step at a time. Got a question for us? Or perhaps you would like to share your story and be a guest on our podcast. Feel free to connect with us by emailing us at thebabyproject underscore at outlook.com or DM us on Instagram at thebabyproject underscore. Thanks for listening.